Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. This week's Torah portion, say picks up right where last week's left off. Fresh off his daytime Emmy award-winning performance as Esau, we find Jacob fleeing his older brother's dreams of fratricide. And at the insistence of his mother, Rebecca, he departs for Haran, home of Rebecca's brother, Laban. Thus, our Parsha begins with this plain verse. Vayetze Yaakov mi ber shavah, and Jacob left Beersheba and went to Haran. Seems simple enough, until we think a little bit about what's missing here. Consider for a moment. When Jacob's mother, Rebekah, came from Haran to marry Isaac, she rode camelback with a retinue of Abraham's servants. When Abraham and Sarah started their sojourn in Canaan, they went forth with Lot and a massive caravan. But, in notable contrast, Jacob leaves home with no companions and no mode of transportation other than his own two feet. And he's not just going for a walk around the block. I looked up walking directions from Beersheba to Haran on Google Maps. You can do that. And it's 544 miles through the heart of the Middle East. This passage sounds so preposterous that according to one Midrash, the only way it was possible was if the earth miraculously contracted for Jacob like an accordion. But the Torah tells us that Jacob did, in fact, walk. Because if we go back to the Parsha's first verse, Jacob left Beersheba, Vayelech Harana, and went to Haran. We see in this verse that the Hebrew verb Vayelech means went, but it can also mean, more specifically, to walk. The text is clear. Jacob walked all the way to Haran, which begs the question, what happened to Jacob on those 1.1 million steps? After all, when we met him in last week's Parsha, the Torah described him as an Ishtam Yoshev Ohalim, a quiet man who stayed inside. 
One might imagine that 500 miles of mountains and valleys and forests and deserts would be just a little bit beyond his comfort zone. In her magnificent book, Wanderlust, A History of Walking, Rebecca Solnit observes that like Jacob before his journey, many of us today live in tents, in a series of interiors, home, car, gym, office, shops, disconnected from each other. But when we are on foot, everything stays connected. For while walking, one occupies the spaces between those interiors. One lives in the whole world. Furthermore, Solnit writes that she likes walking because it's slow. And she thinks that the mind, like the feet, work at about three miles per hour. So on his way from Beersheba to Haran, Jacob has 181 hours and 20 minutes, just over seven and a half days to do nothing but walk and think and think and walk to see connections in God's creation, to occupy the space between tents, to live in the whole world. Let's try to imagine what might be going through his head. Check out that cave. My grandparents are buried in a cave. Oh, a deer. My brother likes to hunt deer. Now he's hunting me. If I look at that rock just so I can see my dad's face, that tree looks like a tent. I miss my mom. Have I failed my family? Am I a good person? What am I going to do now? Traversing the off-treacherous landscape of the wilderness and the mind, Jacob's lonely journey within and without transforms the way he sees himself and the world. Is it any wonder that it is on a fateful night in the middle of this passage that he should dream his famous dream of a ladder between heaven and earth? That he should hear God's voice invoke Abraham and Isaac and feel himself fortified by the memory of his ancestors? That he should wake with the epiphany, Truly, Adonai, God, is in this place, and I did not know it. So many of us have been in Jacob's shoes, be they sandals on the beach or hiking boots on a mountain, moments of imminence and transcendence, moments we've lived in the whole world, even though we're just moving through a small slice of it. And what does Jacob do after this most sublime of experiences? And Jacob lifted his feet and walked. On to the next one. So, what are we supposed to do now? We could say, let's take a Shabbos walk tomorrow. That sounds lovely. 
but I'd like to invite you to walk with me one step farther. Because the word, vayelech, to walk, has another essential meaning in Judaism. It comes from the same roots as halacha, the general term for Jewish law. But, which literally means walking. As Jewish law, halakha is a lot of things. It's how-to guides for Jewish holidays. It's the rules of kashrut. It's guidelines for basic decency and so much more. But mostly, I like to think of halakha as Judaism's answer to the question, how do I live a good life? Halakha is the Jewish way to walk in the world revealed through generations upon generations of our ancestors' wisdom. It is the path of spiritual practices paved by our people. In Wanderlust, Rebecca Solnit writes that a path is a prior interpretation of the best way to traverse a landscape. And to follow a path is to accept that interpretation. To walk the same way is to reiterate something deep. To move through the same space in the same way is a means of thinking the same thoughts as those who came before us. What were our great-grandparents thinking when they lit the Shabbat candles? What were our grandparents thinking when they heard the call of the shofar? What was my mom thinking when she stopped eating pork and shellfish? Will our children love their neighbors as themselves? The answer to these questions is simple. What do we think when we do these things? It's the same. Now, I'm not saying we should go whole hog halakha. But in case there was any doubt, a whole hog is not kosher. (laughs) What I am saying is that what's true of walking in general is true of of halakha, of walking the Jewish way. The world slows down. We see the things in between. We experience connections across time and space, hundreds of miles, thousands of years, miraculously contracted in an instant inside of us. And as we learn in this week's Torah portion, when we follow the footsteps of those who came before us, whether we're walking in the wilderness or walking in their ways, we may discover God in places we never expected. Shabbat Shalom. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Eloheinu Nesha